Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on March 24th, 2021. You know, this last year has been very challenging and unsettling at times. It's human nature to want normalcy in our lives, even though the definition of normal varies from person to person. I think it's safe to say for most of us that normal has been turned on its side and for some of us, upside down. One of the most settling aspects of the COVID-19 pandemic was not knowing exactly what to expect so we could prepare for it. Today, we will explore how Jesus prepared his disciples and other followers for what their lives would be like if they chose to follow him. Even though the Bible was not written to us, it was written for us, and there is much we can learn from the words of Jesus that are found in the four Gospels. I hope that you will continue to learn, love, and live God's Word. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most merciful God, you are our Father, who art in heaven. We thank you for helping us cope through this most unsettling time over the past year, and trust that you will continue to look over us now and forevermore. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Every year as fall approaches, I am reminded of the many wonderful memories I have of hunting with my dad. My dad was a good leader, teacher, and coach. When he felt it necessary, he would manage my expectations as best he could. My memory of waking early, eating a breakfast that Gamma had fixed, and then riding with my dad to Low Falls Landing on Upper Santee Lake to duck hunt is so vivid it seems as if it were yesterday. As we rode the 40-something miles from home to the landing in the pre-dawn darkness, our conversations ranged from where we anticipated putting our decoys that morning to how long we would be there. I remember one very cold morning, we were about five minutes from the landing, and my dad looked at me and told me to roll my window down and said he was going to do the same. Well, I just knew my dad had lost it because the effect of the wind chill was going to be like the temperature was going to be somewhere around zero. I knew better than to disobey my dad, so I rolled my window down as he did and immediately felt the sting of the frigid air on my face. When we arrived at the landing, I asked my dad what he was thinking, rolling the windows down on such a cold morning. Here's his answer. Well, we were going about 55 miles an hour in the car with the windows down. When we get in the boat to ride on the river to our hunting destination, we'll only be going about 15 miles an hour. He said the wind chill factor will not be nearly as harsh as the open window we just experienced. And I just wanted you to get used to it. Well, I had just had my expectation managed and didn't even know it. Had my dad not been wise and never managed my expectations, I would have likely complained about how miserably cold the boat ride was that morning. I am thankful that my dad helped manage my expectations. In God's word, Jesus gives us many examples of managing the expectations of his followers. 
Let's explore God's word together today as we journey through all four gospels and take note of how Jesus managed expectations. Let's begin in the book of Matthew chapter four, verses 18 through 22, as Jesus begins to call his disciples. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, said Jesus, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. You might say that Jesus was preparing his disciples to obey him in a subtle way. In this account of Luke's gospel, Jesus continues to gather disciples. This reading is from Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up and left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Here the disciples learned early on that Jesus was modeling an upside-down way of living compared to what they had been used to and was culturally acceptable. In leading by example, he expected them to do the same. In the next reading, Jesus is beginning to model a prayerful life for his disciples, and he also lets them know that his ministry will not be a static one, and they will need to move and travel to share the good news. This reading comes from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 35 through 39. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Now, during his teaching and preaching travels, Jesus shared many things with his followers. When he shared with a group of his followers that he was the bread of life, he began to lose some of the crowd because they didn't understand what he was talking about. The next reading in the book of John gives the disciples another insight into what to expect as followers of Jesus. This reading is found in the book of John, chapter 6, verses 66 through 69. 
From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And now I can only imagine Jesus' thoughts at this time. He's probably thinking, you've all been with me and heard me preaching, teaching, and witnessed me healing. And now finally, you're starting to understand who I am and what my expectations are. In this final reading from the book of John, Jesus' disciples will be expected to love one another and serve others. Jesus lets them know that what they are embarking on will be no cakewalk and that they too will be kicked out of synagogues and persecuted on their faith journey. This reading comes from the book of John, chapter 13, verses 12 through 17. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord. And rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you all should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And now we will read from John chapter 15, verses 15 through 20. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. And now we're going to do a little jumping around, but if you want to jot this down, that's fine. We're going to read from John chapter 16, verses 1 through 4 verses 12 through 15, and verses 32 through 33. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning, 
because I was with you. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Now, you know, for the disciples, this is the culmination of a three-year journey with Jesus. During those three years, the disciples witnessed Jesus' love for others as well as his love for them. They came a long way from being told that they would be fishers of men all the way to being told that they would be persecuted and probably die because of their association with Jesus. You might say that Jesus gave them a foretaste of the highs and lows associated with what he had prepared them to do. Jesus prepared his disciples and managed their expectations to share the good news and through learning, loving, living God's word, we too are prepared to share the good news. Let us pray. Dear God, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word that provides us daily with expectations as well as hope. In and through your Holy Spirit, we ask that you equip us to share the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.